And here we are once again. It's Still Sober with John Rabin. This is entry number year 10, no, 10.28, year 10, week 28 of my sobriety. If you're a sober person, hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, hope you're staying sane. How are you guys? It's uh, March. Granted, it was March 1st when the uh, last week posted, but uh, you know I recorded it a couple of days prior, as you do, so it didn't feel like March because it technically wasn't. Well, it is March now. And it is... Uh, a thing it's we are and by we i mean me and my wife we we, i've noticed that we are dealing with a thing that i don't recall dealing with in the past um the seasonal depression and it feels like it's happening later and later because you think of seasonal depression, you think of January, February, like really February, like January, you've kind of got a hangover from the holidays. So you're just kind of, kind of getting through, but like February, is that right after Valentine's day thing where you're just kind of like waiting for spring and it's just kind of a blah, especially considering with from my point of view, from my perspective, they added an extra week of NFL football, which pussy pushes the pussies, which pussies, no, which pushes the Super Bowl a week later, which kind of stretches that out. So my seasonal depression usually is directly connected to the NFL season being over and just waiting around for the new season, waiting for uh, combine information for the draft to come up. Um, all the gossip, all the, the different things that are going on trades, uh, all that stuff. But we felt that this kind of this year specifically, it felt, uh, getting into March and we're just kind of dealing with blahs, right? And then somebody up at work kind of mentioned their theory. And I want to run it by you because this is, I don't know. There's something to that. It's three years. It's three year anniversary of COVID hitting. And that hit us in the middle of March. That's when everything shut down. So there's the theory is that it's just kind of this um, anxiety, this underlying um, like PTSD and anxiety tied to this type of the year. Like right when you're getting going, you know, spring is sprung, but also something it's like there's there's uh some foreboding to it like there's something coming and then that's the so that the feeling you get is that kind of uh like an underlying underlying dread that we're 
that we're remembering from three years ago. That's the uh, that's the theory. Pretty good theory, actually. That's interesting to uh, to think about because of you know this is unprecedented. We don't you know we've never had to deal with something like this before. Dealing with the after effects and all the all the bullshit that we've endured, like psychological bullshit and all the everything else. Not even, not even touching financial, um, or you know, not 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 dealing with the, you know, with deaths, or the sicknesses, or you know, the bills. It's just just in general, like like just this vague, everything. And from my standpoint, from where I come from, talking about uh, talking about addiction and recovery. The, the shit that I know. It it was also kind of un, unprecedented because there was a lot of people who more than likely didn't have what they considered to be an alcohol problem or a drug problem. But when you're at home every day or not even, not even just, you know, not, not even at home, like just your, th- your routine is completely disrupted and all that. Um, people dealt with a lot. And uh, even when things open back up and it's like, all right, we can get back to normal, but things will never be normal because you've accelerated a, le- a level of consumption. And that became your new normal. And you're not sure where that's going to take you. And I think a lot of people didn't come back from that. There's a good chance that uh, some of you that are listening to me started listening to me because the pandemic fucked you. With your alcohol consumption or, you know microdosing or even weed like like that's the whole thing is that you know people talk about how weed is not a you know that you know that because because marijuana grows naturally on the planet as my people as potheads in my generation repeatedly tried to tell you um that there's nothing wrong with it it's like well okay technically it's not unhealthy. It doesn't destroy you. I mean, except for the smoking. I mean, it is, you know, bad for your lungs, but like technically it doesn't, it doesn't hurt you. But if it makes you, if it hinders how you're living your life, then it is harmful. If you're not functioning to your normal capabilities because you smoke too much goddamn weed. And I've seen people just, you know, vegetable, (laughs) just turn into just, you know, this is who I am now. And it's just like, ugh. I can't help you with that. Well, 
I can't help you with anything really. I mean, you have to help yourself as you know, but that that's, it's, uh, it's one of those things that it's, I think that a lot of people are dealing with because they, maybe they did get back to quote unquote normal. They got it back into a routine, but they're dragging this, uh, consumption. They may have dropped down from when they were staying home every day, but you're still drinking at a level or you've upped the amount of prescription drugs that you, that you take, you've upped your level from where you were in 2019. Like progression tends to happen in, in, in a lot of, in a lot of people, even those who are not, um, who don't consider themselves to be alcoholics, you know, whether they're functioning alcoholics or whether they're just social drinkers, there's still, there tends to be uh, a ramping up until a lifestyle change, or maybe they get tired of the life, you know, the bar life or whatever, or maybe they start a family. So, but there, there, there tends to be kind of slow ramping up if you drink all the time. And then this just amplified everything. It's, uh, you know, and, and that's, and that sucks, man. That's, uh, that's a thing that's, uh, you know, what really, I think the hard, I think the really difficult part is not that it's easy to quit and to start into recovery and to start working a program. Um, when you, when you hit your, what you consider to be your rock bottom, when you bottom out, not that that's easy, but I think that it's easier to transition to a new lifestyle change to getting help when you finally, when you psychologically, physically and psychologically hit bottom and you're ready to work on yourself, to, to change things. And if you don't hit bottom yet, if you're still self-destructing, if you still got to spiral a little bit more, like where like things are starting to bother you, things are starting to, uh, your drinking or your drugs are starting to actually, uh, you're starting to significantly disrupt your life. It's harder to then to just, it's harder to quit and change when you're not, fully, you know, ruined, I think. I think it's hard to, to, to stop before it gets worse. And maybe I say that because I never did. Maybe I never, you know, I didn't know when to say when. Um, I'm like, all right, it's enough. This is what I, it's almost like you have to, in order to do it, you almost have to imagine you have to believe that where you're at is your bottom. That this is, that this is the worst that it's going to get because actually, but the thing is, is that I don't think you really, you don't really recognize that something's your rock bottom until after you change. And then it's like in retrospect, as you start progressing forward from, then that, then, then you look back and you go, oh, that was bottom. Because you're also realizing that at any point, 
you could go back to it and create a new bottom and just keep start digging a hole and find another, Oh no, this, this goes down even further. You know, the only true rock bottom is death as I like to say. Um, so, so that's the thing. I think you have to, you have to convince yourself that this is as far down as I want to go. You have to understand that you do not want any more of this shit. You don't want any of this shit, do we? You have to go, I don't want any of that shit. It's time. And, um, and hopefully with online resources, with, uh, with meetings and stuff going, you know, happening in person again, without any kind of, uh, a hindrance like we had during the pandemic that hopefully you can, you can do that. Hopefully you can get on that. Hmm. Sorry. One second. That's funny, man. I totally was blanking out. Like I had the thought and it just disappeared. I was like, hopefully you can do that without the law getting involved was actually where I was going with it. It's like, hopefully the cops in the state or County do not assist you in your decision-making process like they did for me. Uh, it's very effective. It just costs too much. Um, I don't know what happened. I was sitting there and all of a sudden it just went away. I'm like, am I losing it? Is this age or is it the dreaded ADHD kicking in? Just the attention span is shit. I don't know. Who knows what it is? Was it all the drinking and drugs? Is this what happened? Is this the after effects? That I've mementoed myself? I don't know. Anyway, that's what I was, that's, that's the only thing I was going to get at was that hopefully you can get that before it's all too much, you know, before, before the, uh, authorities get involved and you get yourself into a, into a situation, which is a nice way of saying it. I'll tell you what else though, what's been encouraging me in a weird way. This is in relation to us being psychologically um, shook by lockdowns, pandemic, and all that, all that bullshit that uh, we don't need to go over. We've all, we all know. Um, is I'm getting, you know, as I've mentioned before, I am on uh, old person TikTok, aka Reels on Instagram. I'm on that and I've been getting a lot of the algorithm knows me. My algorithm feeds me funny cat videos, funny dog videos, and then a bunch of different uh, clips of people comparing older generation versus new generation versus all that stuff. You know, it's just the, the kind of that kind of stuff. Uh, and 
a, a lot of it is is millennials, and I say millennials like technically millennials, not like uh, not like boomers who call everybody younger than them millennials. I mean actual millennials, not Gen Z, not Gen Alpha, not Generation X. I mean millennials, and that can range from the older millennials like the Gen Y to the eh, millennial. Um, basically the eighties kids as they're hitting their, in their thirties, I'm seeing them talking about stuff like, uh, like seeing a TikTok of a guy who said it doesn't matter how much time he took to get ready to go out and how long it took to drive there. It just shows him if I can't find a parking space, I'll go right the fuck back home. You know, it's, uh, it's, there's a there's a whole on Nate Bargatze's new special on that's on Prime Video show. He's talking about how like when you're young, when you're in your twenties, you get to do all this. You don't care where you go when you go out, but then in your thirties, you're like, uh, where are we going? Is it going to be loud? I'm going to bring my own car so you can leave when he wants. And all these things, you know, it's just people in there, you know, people talking about, oh, this is what's happening in their 30s. I'd rather just stay home. And and here's the thing is that I relate to so much of it now. And I think that, but the thing is, is that I, I of course, a lot of people were wild in their 20s and then they mellow out in their 30s. I, of course, did it in my 40s instead of in my 30s. I waited till I stopped drinking and everything else. So I'm basically living my thirties, but now I basically spent two decades of being in my twenties mentality for better or for worse. And what's been, what's been funny to me is, uh, is, is, is the realization that this is just what happens that a lot of that a lot of people we all kind of go through this and we kind of keep it inside but with TikTok people don't keep it inside anymore they let you know what they're going through in hopes that it'll go viral and uh and but it broke it it's actually been encouraging it's been encouraging because i've been afraid that what's going on with me is I'm just getting too old and that I'm losing my, uh, my desire for different things that I just, is this, is this who I am now? And the thing is, is that it's happening to everybody at a certain, I mean, at various ages, but it just kind of, it, some of it I thought was tied to the fact that I'm sober now. So I feel like, it's it's a mentality thing that that I don't think is very healthy for me, and it can be if you're not if you're not careful with the thought process, it can actually work against you. Which is that you don't want to start resenting your sobriety. Uh, you don't want to start when you start resenting your sobriety, and you start uh, thinking about when you start missing stuff too much that just kind of it, it starts to it that doubt starts creeping into your head 
and it can fester and it can just grow and just come at you slowly. And that's when it works its way back into your, your thought and your, you know, the voice in your head that tells you shit. The fur, the more you get, the more you get sober, like that loud, the, the fucking demon that talks to you. I can only speak for myself with my demon. I don't know what your demon says to you, but my demon used to be a lot louder early on. But as you go further and further along in your sobriety, he gets quieter and quieter to where now he doesn't even talk to me. He just occasionally makes sarcastic comments. Like anytime I buy vitamins any kind of supplements or something, or, you know, if I get uh, some smoothie packets, he's like, like, remember when we used to buy needles here? You know, it's just shit like that. And it's like, fuck off, man. You know, it's just like, all right. It's like, are you really going to pay for those? You know, it's a self checkout. You know, everybody's, <laughs> everybody likes shoplifting. It's that kind of shit. It's just kind of like slight suggestions. The, uh, the, uh, the demon makes occasional suggestions like, Hey, you know, it'd be fun. Not this. And then you kind of have to go fuck off, man. I'm going to turn 50 this year. Who the fuck do you think I am? So the, uh, <laughs> fuck you, me. That's <laughs> So basically you have to squash that shit before it, it really starts um, leading, trying to lead you back to, Oh, how about one more ride and all that kind of shit? You know, it's like, you know, you, you, you live a boring life now, uh, relatively speaking compared to somehow driving home blackout drunk after getting kicked out of a bar and almost getting into a fight with a cop's horse and that, yeah, technically, you know, coming home and using your, um, your CD tower full of all your music as your toilet. And then you have to throw all your CDs away, which I mean, technically nowadays it doesn't matter. You know, doesn't matter that you don't have CDs anymore. Um, uh, but stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So technically comparatively speaking, yes, what you're doing this weekend, that, that wasn't even a weekend. That was a, what was that? A Thursday? What you're doing this Thursday compared to that Thursday is less exciting. It's less dang, dangerous. It's less self-destructive. Yeah. It's not as uh, exciting, but also nobody wants to see a 50 year old pee themselves because they're getting, you know, because they're doing shots. Nobody likes seeing a 50 year old do shots at a bar and go, all right, how you doing? No one wants to get, does anybody out there want to be hit on by a 50 year old? No. Of any, yeah, and from any any direction. 
guys get hit on by a 50 year old woman. They're like, ah, if I'm drunk enough. All right, never mind. Let's not go that direction. You get what I mean. So short story long, what I mean is, is that it's nice to find out that this, some of the things that you're going through are not because you chose sobriety so that you can live so that you can physically live. And then also so that you can actually exist in a more healthy (laughs) path. Um, It's nice to find out that, yeah, you know what, this is actually kind of uh, happening to a lot of people. They just, you get to a certain, it's part of aging. This is not exclusive to people who had to stop doing drugs and stop drinking because they just couldn't do them anymore. You know, you get, it's just, you age out. It's, it's, it's regardless of whether you have took steps to make yourself become a certain way or you aged out and you just, this is, this is who you are now. It's just the, it's just part of life. That's encouraging to me. So it's so that anything that you can do to avoid any kind of resentment towards who you are now is seems healthy. So there's that. Anyway, happy three year anniversary to the the pandemic. (laughs) Uh, It's still soberpod at gmail.com for any questions or comments that are positive to neutral. I appreciate uh, all of you coming in and uh, peering into my little uh, fucking world uh, once a week. So we will see you uh, next week and see what's going on with my world then. All right, guys. Later.